Welcome to Vibes Revealed, a podcast dedicated to pulling back the veil around wellness with your hosts, Taylor McKiska and Jay Tolette. We believe living well is for everyone and no topic is taboo. Join us on our journey as we redefine what it means to be truly well in a modern world. We're celebrating everyday magic, but always keeping it real. Let's vibe. We're here. Today is, uh, I was going to say election day, but I don't know if we're really going to get into that. But we are going to talk about, and I think that this is a great topic to cover during this election week. Today, we're going to talk about holding space. I didn't even say this is Vibes Revealed, but this is Vibes Revealed. (laughs) This is Vibes Revealed, (laughs) Um, our podcast, and it's episode 14. Yeah. So that's that. Today, we're going to talk about holding space. This one will be juicy. (laughs) Yeah, I actually feel really good about this because I think I know what I'm talking about. Love that. I have no idea what I'm talking about today. So guide me home, Taylor. I feel good about this. I feel excited about this topic. I don't know if anyone else has feelings about the the phrase holding space, but we definitely do. And we are going to get into that. But first, what's up? <laughs> um, wow. I'm not, okay. You might notice a change of background. I am currently on a semi-staycation. I am in Palm Desert right now. I have exited my own town because I don't know. I keep getting, yeah, I'm getting text messages from, you know, the Democrats of California and they've been messaging me all week and it's been in my, it's been its own source of anxiety. Um, yeah. Anxiety. All yeah. That's, that's what's going on. I think that's I feel that. How are you? I feel about the same. I feel uh, definitely overwhelmed. I feel like I'm not doing the right things. You know what I mean? So I've seen a lot of posts the last few days about like, what's your self-care plan? And uh, I didn't really have one. And then I started to get very nervous. And I also saw, I've seen the the infographic f- floating around that's like, I hate that we have to talk about this, but what's your safety plan? Like, what's your exit strategy? And I was just like, oh my God, I haven't thought about any of this. And like, uh, I did go grocery shopping over the weekend, but like, haven't really, I think I've, I'm just kind of going into this the way I've done it every day this year, which is just like, get through the day and like, talk to the people that I love and talk to people who, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Like talk to the people I love and make sure everyone I love feels as okay as they can and send love where I can. And yeah, it feels, you know, I thought that after I voted, I was going to feel like, yes, because that's usually how I do feel. Honestly, like I, I like when I voted in the primaries, I was like, yes, I felt like, okay. I'm like, this feels good. And then when I voted last week, I was just like, "Mm -hmm." Mm mm-hmm. And then just like walked home and that was it. I feel like at this point, it's just like going through the motions. I don't feel like, oh my God, I'm glad that I'm saying this after, you know, I'm glad that this is airing after election day. I don't feel like voting is like the solution to really anything. You know, I'm just kind of like, I'm going through the motions of voting because I want it to make it known my opinion (laughs) about what's going on here. And that is, yeah, I mean, it, I think my opinion's clear. So yeah, I just, you know, I vote, I go through those motions and then I'm like, oh, but what's next? Haven't thought about my exit strategy, but I, you know, I've been planning to exit for, I mean, several months now. So mm-hmm. and then I had this thought, like, will I be able to exit? <laughs> what? <gasps> uh, I don't want to, I don't actually, yeah, I don't want to think about it at all. I'm just like, okay, I went through the motions. I did the voting. It, I mean, it didn't feel great. You know, I turned it in and I was like, oh, Okay. And then there's been a pit in my stomach ever since. So I'm just like, okay, like, and I have a lot of international friends and I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about the world. You know, I was thinking about poor, poor America. And then 
I've had a couple conversations this week of just like international friends being like, oh my gosh, like we're thinking of you. We're, we're so nervous for the upcoming day, like how much it's going to affect the world. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> don't tell me that. So yeah, I mean, it's just been, yeah, it's been a lot. I don't know. I'm rambling. Let's talk about holding space. I need you to hold space for me, Taylor. <laughs> I'll I'm do happy. that. I'm having a meltdown. Let's just move. Let's just move into this. Actually, let's do the card of the convo. Yeah, let's do a card of the convo. Let's see it. Oh, let's ask about a card that can help us hold space. Or if you need me to hold space for you, I'll ask for a card that can help me hold space for you. I'll also hold space for you in the only way that I know how, which is to just do what I've been doing. Well, thank you. Love you. Okay. I actually love this card. Talk about exit strategy. It's the chariot. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love this. I I love that too, actually. I feel like having the chariot as uh, your helper in holding space is amazing. And I feel like even though I kind of wanted to talk about this on a different episode, I feel like it is very fitting for this episode to talk about a container, like to think of the chariot as a container of movement and action and going forward. I really love that idea. Um, Mercury is direct today. That feels like forward. Obviously it feels like forward motion. It's like fucking moving forward again. Um, (laughs) When I think about the chariot, I think about going. And I also think about the chariot doesn't take the most obvious route. You know, the chariot is like really willing to go off some like side road or explore a new area or a new way of doing things. I feel like in, uh, in this also, there is actually like physical movement encouraged, like to, to like witness something in motion. If you were going to talk about holding space, like to just, I think about that a lot when I think about holding space is just like being a witness to something. And that feels good. That does feel good. I really, I had the chariot framed to me in a way that was like very, it opened my eyes to something. And that is that like the chariot is, and this is kind of like, in the rider weight deck she was describing it but like still just the essence of the chariot is like yeah you think it's like this vehicle it's going to move you forward but then you look up closer and you're like it looks kind of janky and it's like it's only going to get me this far you know and and then I started thinking of the chariot as like that like outer shell of a spaceship where like the spaceship shoots off and it has all this shit around it and like as it moves out into the stratosphere and then into outer space like pieces of it just start like flying off Mm -hmm. and you have what's inside that's like oh this is what's gonna travel like through space and like find the next thing you know yeah forward motion and it is protecting you and it's holding you till you get to like where you're going and then it's like oh I fell off yeah you know totally I do I think about that with like the off-roading aspect of the chariot is like you go off roading and then like, there's going to be a point in which you just have to like go on foot now. Cause you like, you didn't take the road. You didn't take the road that is like paved. You went on some like weird side place and now you just have to like, now you're, you're walking, (laughs) but it got you somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's totally how I feel about the chariot. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I I love the chariot because it's like, it's like adventures await but not you're not going to ride the adventures in that chariot the, the chariot's just going to get you to the adventure and then you're like all right now right. <laughs> well it is it's like when you think about actually when you go somewhere in a vehicle like the vehicle isn't the activity you know what I mean it's like it takes you there yeah the vehicle then like probably sits in a parking lot or like on the street or whatever like and then you go do the adventure you go do the activity yeah that's that's the that's the vibe of the chariot and I'm ready for that for this conversation I'm ready for that for this day you know like same like like this election it's like we're just here to make a statement right (laughs) comes through a different action than like checking a box on a ballot you know totally totally and I love this idea of like sure the vehicle gets you there but like basically 
abolition is like your activity and that that requires you fully leave the vehicle right (laughs) right okay I love this I love this card I feel like it felt kind of good it felt kind of good to get that card today honestly yeah so we have the chariot helping us hold space today and I think that that's great so let's just get right into it what is holding space take it away Taylor (laughs) (laughs) so when I think about holding space and I guess this kind of goes into like what you know how do we do it but when I think about holding space I think of first of all like grounding myself if I'm going to hold space for someone I'm not going to do the talking or if I am going to do the talking it's because I'm facilitating an experience where I'm giving clear direction and I am a neutral receptor for whatever other people are experiencing from my facilitation So if I were teaching a class and I, as the instructor, I'm going to hold space for my class. I want to not take it personally when someone is having something come up about, you know, the way that I'm teaching or if they're like, when I taught spin, if I see someone like really struggling on the bike, I want to like offer clear direction and support. And I want to be grounded in that, like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm saying. And, um, I'm not making it about me. Mm. Like I'm the facilitator, but it's not me. Mm-hmm. It is me, but it's not like, okay, this is the me show. And like, that's not, if I'm holding space while I'm teaching, you know, yeah. then I'm just facilitating and I'm staying grounded and, um, n- not getting too all over the place. Right. Okay. That's but, what I was going to say. Yeah. Like I'm not, if I'm like in the zone holding space, I'm not going to like go off on a tangent about like a fight I got in with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, it goes back to what you were saying about containers and I, maybe we will talk about this in another, maybe it's part of this conversation, but like to me holding space is like, I almost exclusively think about it in like situations where you know that things are going to be emotionally charged. And then I think of like the emotional charge as like energy that just like all over the place. Like I'm waving my hands around all over the place. Energy is wild. It's like electrons moving everywhere. And then to me, holding space is like, I'm going to make a space so that even though this energy is going all around everywhere, it's still going to stay contained with the space that I've set up so that we don't go off flying off into outer space, spiraling down into emotional upheaval. You know, like we're trying to just stay, you know, having our experience, but not getting out too far out, you know? Yes. I think of like holding space as creating that space where energy like is contained, but still can freely move about and explore and do what it's trying to do without losing itself. Mm -hmm. But hearing you talk about it, it, it sounds a lot like there are people who hold space for it, like as a teacher or as a healer, you are holding space for your students or your clients or the people that you see, but it's like, do we hold space just with our, our neighbors? Like, are we holding space when we're just having conversations? Like, when are we required to be holding space? When is it like, you should be holding space versus like, when are we just like, you know, doing our normal thing? Because I, the reason I ask this, wow, I think I just have to jump right into this because this, it colors my opinion about the phrase holding space. I have to tell a story. <laughs> Tell it. One time I used to have this very, she was angry. She was, I had an angry roommate. She had anger problems, but I also kind of have those. So we would get along, things would be great, but we would get an explosive fight. Like one person would say one thing and it would just be like pop. And we would just be like at each other's throats. And one time my boyfriend was over at my house I was in the kitchen with him and this roommate of mine. And my, this roommate was talking about something, talking shit on veganism. I don't remember. I think I do remember. She was like, I don't understand why vegans would want to eat fake meat. Aren't you supposed to not like meat? I was like, what's the problem with eating fake meat if it's not real meat? Like it, it was one of, it was like stupid fight. But I was like, I don't even want to fucking hear you talk about this because it's dumb. So I did what I did, which is to steamroll over her opinion 
and just like completely shut her down. And it was not nice of me, but like, it was also like, you can go have this conversation with a non-vegan. Like, I don't want to fucking hear you talk about this. So like, obviously I'm going to like defend myself. You know what I mean? Even though I didn't need to defend myself, but I had created that situation, you know, like we were at each other's throats. And so we get in a fight. We like start screaming at each other. And, you know, I was like, you know what? Fuck you. And I just left the kitchen, went to my, went to my bathroom, slammed the door, started taking a shower. And then this, honestly, like I kind of cite this as like the beginning of the end, but my boyfriend went into the bathroom after me, stood outside of the shower and was like, hey, Jay, I just don't really think you were holding space for her. And I was like, (sighs) I ripped the shower curtain open and I was like, get the fuck out of my bathroom. I am trying to have a private moment. Like I was like, nobody is holding space for me in here. I just got closed into the one private space that I had in my house. And now you're in here reprimanding me about some bullshit that like, I don't care what the conversation was. You should just be on my side because she's not your friend. You know, I was pissed. Anyway, I was super pissed. I still think about that. You see me. I still think about this moment and get so pissed, even though I dumped him long ago, the relationship's over. I shouldn't still be pissed about it, but I am. And that was kind of like an early moment where I was like, people don't know what the fuck holding space means. And I'm not going to have that term thrown in my face anymore. It pissed me off because I was like, why should I have to hold space for her when she was the one coming at me being like, I think it's weird that you eat fake meat basically is what she was saying to me. Like, mm-hmm. why do you eat fake? Or, which I don't even eat that much fake meat because I don't really like processed food that much. But like, I bought this like mushroom jerky or something and it looked so much like sinewy meat that I was like, how crazy this is. And that's why we got in the conversation in the first place. And so ever since then, whenever I've heard holding space, I just think about when I was accused of not holding space for someone who was like attacking my moral stance on fake me. And I was like, do I have to hold space for everyone who like, you know, gets upset with me or like wants to have a, a, a an opposing opinion to me? Like, when am I supposed to be holding space? When am I not? This <laughs> was so tangential, but like I had to air this out because this is, this is the background of holding space for me. This is what I think of whenever I think of the term holding space. For sure that story obviously is very relevant to holding space, but the overall feeling of it is like very appropriate for the week. And I think as we go into, I think about this with my family all the time. Like, am it's like, you see the memes and you've seen people say shit before. Like, uh, when you're in a disagreement, like, what are you actually disagreeing about? You know, I feel like basically anytime someone's trying to like, just be a fucking asshole, you don't need to hold space for them unless you really feel like you're in a place. This is what I'm, the person who decides to hold space has to be, doesn't have to be, but the point of it is that you're neutral basically. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you have the capacity to ground and maintain some sort of neutrality and you feel like that's going to aid the situation, sure, hold space. Am I going to be able to hold space in a conversation with someone that I feel like they're basically arguing against human rights? No, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to maintain my neutrality, whatever their reasons may be. It's like, I'm just not. Even if the situation could really use that, which I don't believe it should or could or whatever. Like if I don't in my heart of hearts believe I can remain neutral, I'm not going to be able to hold space. Mm. Okay. I like that you said this, maintaining neutrality as a, as a um, precursor (laughs) to whether or not you can hold space. That makes sense because there's a lot of situations where I absolutely cannot maintain neutrality, no matter how chill of a person I can be. Sometimes, sometimes I'm just like, Ooh, I'm not, I'm not in it for this conversation. I'm not having, I'm not entertaining this. I'm just going to walk away. And yeah. Okay. That's okay. Now I'm starting to feel better already about holding space. Amazing. I should have to hold space for that chick. No, I don't know why he accused me of not holding space for her. And I was like, what allegiance do you have to her? Where, where you think that I should have to hold space after my values were being questioned in the conversation? I see. I'm still angry about it, but like, it, yeah. it, it's like, what? I think, well, and so our question for when we 
when we were planning out this episode, our question was what trips you up about holding space? And I think that that is sort of what the story you told answers that question. And for me, it's the same, like I get really tripped up by, uh, it's kind of a, a different take, but when someone who's trying to like guru me, like they're trying to teach me something while also being like, I'm holding space. And like, if you're coming from a position where you think you already know better than the people you're trying to work with, to me, that's not, that's not neutrality. Like you're not holding space. You're not holding space for me to have an experience. If you've already come into it, deciding that you're the authority. But I also think it's really important that if you realize you are in a position of authority or you're, when we talk about like, should I hold space for my neighbor? Like if you're in a situation where you feel like you have more power than your neighbor, like, yeah, maybe if you can sense that power is in your favor, then maybe it is up to you to hold space for someone who doesn't have the same amount of power as you so that you're not imposing that on them. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. You're, oh my God, this is making so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's why it happened. That's why I get so frustrated when it happens like in a yoga class. Right. And like, I'm coming into this as the person, honestly, with less power. If you're a student in a class, you have less power than the teacher in the class. And that's just like, that's how it is. And when I feel like the teacher has taken their power to a place where they're really not uh, holding it down for the class, like, or when they do go off on some tangenty thing, or like if a teacher starts to cry in class, it's like, yeah, I feel for you, but you're definitely not holding space. Right. And it's not that like, you can't be a human because you totally can. But like, if you've committed for the next hour to facilitate the experience as the person who has more power, I feel like having some sort of neutral ground is really important to do that. So that the people who you are essentially caring for in this moment are free to have their experience. Oh my God. So as you're talking about this, things are like, I'm connecting things in my head and I'm like, okay, I see. Because there's a level to which reciprocity does not exist when we're talking about holding space. It's not like I hold space for you and you hold space for me. And when you're talking about the power imbalance, it's like a lot of what we're dealing with right now with racial unrest. It's like, no, we don't give the white people the mic for a little and then give the black people the mic for a little. It's like the power balance is offset. So the black people have the mic right now and the white people hold space for the black people and that's what it is. And so everyone getting frustrated about like, oh, but what about me? What about my my plight as a white woman? What about me as a woman? And, and women are also you know, ostracized and whatever else. And it's kind of like, oh, because you're expecting reciprocity in a situation where really you should just be holding space for experience and to understand. Yes, okay, now I'm starting to understand holding space because I was expected to hold reciprocal space in that situation when it was like, actually, no, both of us should have just walked away from that. And neither of us were in the place to be holding space for either person. Yeah, it's not an exchange. Yeah, I feel like when you agree to hold space or when you're in a moment that requires holding space, you're essentially saying, I'm not going to be reactionary in this moment, that I'm going to, and that's what I mean by neutrality. And I feel like there are a lot of situations that don't call for neutrality, that you need to have a stance and it needs to not be neutral. But if you're in a situation where you have agreed to hold space for someone or told someone that you are going to hold space for them, basically you're guaranteeing them total room to get everything they need to out there and you're not going to react in a way that somehow alters their experience. Oh my gosh. Okay. What you just said, that's another thing. What you just said about there are spaces in which neutrality is not the move. Cause here's another thing that holds me up about, trips me up about holding space. I've heard people use the term holding space to avoid giving their opinions on a, a matter or saying, Hey, I'm not going to get into this. I'm just going to hold space for everyone. And that's like, no, that's you stepping away from your duty to say where you stand in the matter. And there's a level of, like holding space is to allow the people that you're holding space for to feel safe. 
Yes. And if you're in a situation where you not giving your opinion is going to lead me to feel uneasy, not at rest, unsafe, because I don't know where you stand. And therefore I'm not in a safe space to say where I stand. Cause I don't know if it's going to piss you off or freak you out or cause you to do something irrational. So yeah, that's not, if you're, sometimes you have to take a stance to be able to hold space, but you're like, here's my stance. And then I'm going to step back and not react to the rest of this. Mm. I'm starting to get it. <laughs> I had like a three year, no, I guess it was two years of me just like really hating the term holding space. Because I, I mean, I've just, I've heard it used. So, I mean, this is, this is another trip up. People use it so much. And I don't know if, if they've ever thought about it in the way that we're kind of breaking it down. I think, I think that they, people get mixed up between like, what is holding space and what is just like being present. Totally. And, um, I love presence, you know, like that's, you know, my eternal vibe. And I think a lot of times we're talking about, you know, hosting a workshop or, or, you know, doing a meditation and saying like, oh, like I was. I was holding space for everyone, like, you know, by allowing them to listen to my 45 minute lecture, not really, you were doing a great thing, but that's not necessarily holding space, you know, but it's just that term that gets thrown around for anything that you do that involves some type of spiritual healing, something like you just say, oh, I was holding space for this large group of people. And it's like, no, sometimes you're, you're doing something other than holding space, which brings us to our next question, right? (laughs) Oh, we, well, we kind of talked about this, but like, so what are you doing when you're not holding space? Yeah. I think that this is a a great next question. And I think that that's it too. It's like, it's, if the situation you're in doesn't require you holding space, like it's okay if you're just teaching or like if everybody in the room is on the same page about that you know, this isn't a container for their experience and you're just going to be teaching to them and they're going to be like soaking it in, then cool. You didn't like, you didn't promise them you were going to hold space. You didn't set up space to be held. Like they didn't come into the room expecting to be held. Like if what you did was like, I'm going to teach you a class and there was no talk of like, we're going to create this container or that you are an active part of this or I'm here to witness your experience as I walk you through this lecture, this class, this meditation, whatever. Like, I don't think you're necessarily required to hold space all the time unless that's what everyone has like agreed to. Right. And I don't think people should feel, I don't know. I feel like holding space has definitely got thrown in the like love and light bucket. Yes. That like, if you're not in a place to hold space, don't you don't have to, if you're not in a place to offer someone love and light, don't like you are not required as a spiritual person to be holding space and offering people love and light all the time. If that's not what you have, like, if I don't have space for you, it's better that I tell you like, Hey, I'm actually like, I can't, I'm not equipped my, you know, I'm not able to get grounded. I'm not able to be neutral. I'm not able to witness your experience. Like you're better off just So like, what are we doing when we're not holding space? It's just like, we're just being humans too. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. That's one level. It's like, yeah, I'm not always holding space. And I think, I think now that through having this conversation, I'm like, it's like taking a little bit of a load off where I'm like, I think I was in a mindset where I thought like I always had to be holding space for everyone. And it's like, I'm trying, I'm thinking about it. Like when you're holding space, you are almost, okay. Maybe I'm thinking, I'm going to think of this in a metaphor. Like if you are holding the space, you can't be in it, you know, like you have to be outside of the space to be able to hold it up for other people. So like, if you were in a position where you were holding space all the time, that would mean that you were outside of your life and your experience all the time, which is just completely unfeasible. You know, like sometimes you have to be the one who's in it and who's going through it. And at that point, someone else needs to hold space for you. Cause if you're going through it, like you're just not going to be able to hold space. So sometimes, yeah, yeah, that is being human going through some shit, you know? And there's definitely times that I've been like, oh my God, I'm going through some shit. I don't know if I can have these calls this week. I think I have to cancel them. (laughs) You know, like, it's like, because 
if okay so if we're talking to the healer, healers and the, the spiritual the coaches whoever's in here who works with clients like to hold space for them if you're going through some shit it's going to show on your face it's going to show in your responses and your reactions to what people say like you just can't be in a in a place to do your work when you're like going through it you know and so I feel like that's why they're like all therapists need therapies <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and I also think like it is um it's not just an energetic thing like it, it definitely is sometimes but it's also about like uh, we, we've moved on from what do you do when you're not holding space? I don't know what the, what this is, but I feel like I should talk about it. Like, I feel like there's something about holding space. That's like, you've got your, like your tools are all ready to go. Like when you go into a doctor's appointment, that doctor's holding space for you. Like mm -hmm. you are putting trust in the doctor that they've got all the tools they need. The room is clean. It's prepared they go through their checklist of shit that like, okay, when I go in to see my patient, I'm going to read this, 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 this in their chart. I'm going to ask this, this, this question and see what I need to do from there. But the doctor isn't uh, necessarily like emotionally invested in your appointment. And like, mm. that's a type of holding space too. I feel like there's something about like, if you are a, just a wellness facilitator, a coach, a healer, a reader, part of holding space is checking in on your tools. And so if you feel maybe like you're not in an emotional place to hold space, but you feel like you're in a good physical place to do it, I feel like you can still do it for the mm -hmm. most part. It's like, Ooh. it doesn't have to be like, uh, all week I feel bad, so I can't do my work. Like there are other things in your practice that support your work, which also hold space right. for the people you're working with. Love that. Not that you should always rely on just your physical tools, but if you are feeling unheld, that's a really nice thing to check in with is like, so are my tools still good? Is my, you know, my client checklist, am I still able to ask these questions? Am I still able to provide them with this, you know, thing that I've created for their experience? And that's mm -hmm. still a form of holding space too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. I think there, there are so many ways to hold space. The phrase came to mind, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, holding space is like leading the horse to water. It's like the chariot. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the chariot is totally holding space on the way to you having the experience for yourself. No one else can have your experience for you mm -hmm. and the purpose of us having more knowledge or more wherewithal or more tools and skills developed you know as a reiki practitioner or as a as a fitness instructor it's we are there to guide you to where you want to go but you have to take yourself there so it's like yeah in in your fitness class like you offer a level one you offer a level two you read the room you know you you set up this whole workout and you're like, oh, this is going to be a great workout. And then 10 minutes in, you look around and everybody is gassed and can't even do the flow or the movement that you're doing. And you're like, oh, I have to redirect to be able to hold space for the people who actually showed up to the class. Holding space is not teaching the class. It's looking around at the class and saying, oh, are people surviving? How can I adjust it to allow them to have a positive experience or an experience that doesn't completely fuck them over and make them never want to you know, go through this again. Yeah. So, yeah. And in that moment too, it's like, if you are holding space for those people, you have to like, keep going. It can't just be like, oh my God, I created a workout that was so hard. None of these people can do it. And so like, now I've created something that's not accessible and I'm terrible and I suck and I'm a bad teacher. Like, because if you start doing that, you've dropped the space. Right. Now you, now you have left these people in your care, totally unsupported by like self-sabotaging or, or getting really emotional about if some, if someone leaves in the middle of your class and you're like, can you imagine like, if you just started like crying or being like, well, fuck you, like, <laughs> fuck you for leaving my class. Like, I think that being a teacher is a good example because there is like space holding is definitely required of you to have a, like, uh, for your students or people practicing, like for them to have a supportive experience that makes them feel good and safe. And 
safe. I th- yeah, I think that that's kind of what holding space gets to is like the the people who are around you are allowing you to feel safe. Yeah. Here's a question. Can you hold space for yourself? I think it's really hard, but yes. What I are think it that you hold space for yourself? I think it looks a little different than when you're holding space for other people. Um, when I sit down to do my tarot and talk to my guides, like it's a time that I just kind of allow things to come in and come through and to sort of like as neutrally as possible, witness what I'm experiencing and say like, okay, I see you having anxiety over this self and not necessarily doing, because sometimes I don't do anything about it because I can't like I've gone through everything I could go through in terms of like, okay, now I'm going to move. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to drink the smoothie. I'm going to make celery juice every day. I'm going to create time for rituals. And like, I've done all that shit and I still feel bad. So I think sometimes holding space for yourself is just being like, like I acknowledge I'm having a really anxious day. And every time I start to feel that way, I'm just like, okay, I see that self. We're going through this today. And I don't expect you to get over it. And I don't expect you to try to get happy and I don't expect you to um you know perform some act of showing people that you care it's just like I don't expect you to do anything but I'm just gonna say that like I see this I acknowledge it and that's that yeah I think about holding I hold space for doing inner work to me is holding Mm -hmm. space for myself I hold space for my inner child and sometimes I have like a full-blown, not a dialogue with her. I just let her talk to me, you know? And I think in ways that's me holding space for myself. Meditation for sure. Just like going in and seeing what comes up. And I talked about, I've talked about this in previous episodes, but just allowing what is to be, you know? And I think a lot of, a lot of times, especially in the coaching world, we preach like, just let it go, let it Mm. go, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm always like, go where, you know, and to me holding space for my emotional experience to say, Hey, I'm going to let you be here. You don't have to go anywhere. Like if I'm sad, I'm not focusing on how do I drive out my sadness? I'm like, Hey, all right. I'm holding space for sadness today. You're allowed to be sad Jay, and that's okay. You know, and just being able to allow your emotional experiences to not get stuck traveling through you in the same ways, but to to be there before you say, okay, what's next with with this? And I think that, I mean, that has a lot to do like with when the Buddhist tradition talks about samsara, getting that energy, the emotional experience stuck in a loop inside your body. And they say, you have to move through it. And so maybe like the emotional experience moving through me is me holding space for that emotional experience to do what it's doing instead of just like letting it like run my life and kind of fuck me up all the time, which also happens sometimes if you're sure. not processing emotions and you're just letting them fuck you up. I have no better experience, no better words for that than just, yes, there are a lot of times in my life where I have just let an emotion fuck me up for years. You know, like, I think we've talked about this too on the podcast, like the I've had a lot of my friendships dissolve in the last three years. And I just let that shit fuck me up. And it got me to the point where I was like, you're a bad friend. You're not a good person. Like just allowed myself to believe because of a few friendships that dissolved, which it fucking happens when you turn 30, you're not going to have all the same friends that you had when you were 13, unless you're super lucky. I do have a few. And I do feel really grateful that they're still my friends. And we've been through a lot. And honestly, there were times when we weren't friends and we found our way back to each other and that's great. But there's other people that had to get left in the last decade, you know? (laughs) And I wasn't allowing that. I was upset with myself. I was accusing myself of being wrong. I was not neutral to the experience or to the reality that sometimes you have friends for a time and then they exit your life stage left and that's the show and we move on, you know? And now I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I can allow that. And it's like, I'm, it is, it's hard, but like, it's such a huge step for me after literally three years of just being like, 
completely fucked up by that, you know? So I don't know why, well, I don't know, I got off topic, holding space for myself, holding space. It took a long time to hold that space for myself, for me to go through that, you know? And I think a lot of times we're like, why am I still upset about this? Why am I still mad? Why am I still sad about this? It, just, it happened 10 years ago. I shouldn't be so upset. And us holding space for ourselves is to say, no, there are no rules around how long you grieve or how long you're supposed to be upset over something. You just have the experience until it's done being had. Yeah. I think it's also like, this is another time where it's like totally okay to admit, like, maybe this isn't something I have to do on my own. Like, would I love to hold space for myself? Absolutely. Would I honestly rather have someone else hold space for me? If I'm being honest, yes, absolutely. Especially to have like a trusted friend to go to and say like, I don't need your advice or I'm not looking for a way out of this or I don't want you to distract me. I would just love for you to listen. Like having a friend who can do that for you is incredible. If you have a, a group of people or a parent or a sibling or literally anyone in your life who can do that for you, that's like the best feeling. Or I had in my... um so I have mentioned it a million times. I'm in this Reiki apprenticeship and the apprentices all meet like three times a month. And at our most recent meeting, we do a meditation all together to set space, to set the container in which we are all a part of setting the space and in which we are all held by the space. And it was such a lovely experience to go around the circle and hear what everybody is going through and dealing with. And no one felt the need to provide a solution to anyone else's, you know, stuff. And when it got to be my turn, I literally didn't get two words out before I just started sobbing. And it was like, there was something in the permission of like, okay, it's your turn to talk. And everyone else just listened and like nodded. And like, that was really all I needed. And I felt so much better afterwards. And also as soon as my turn was over and the next person was talking, I felt like just totally ready to, to receive their information as like not mine to process, not mine to deal with, not mine to hold on to, but like, because we had all with the intention sat down together to be like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to provide anything for you in this, except just listening. Like it was great. It felt great. But I, yeah, I think it's, it's hard to hold space for yourself. And I had been crying alone in my room for days, every single day, just crying, 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 crying. But until that moment where I had eight other people witnessing basically this very emotional experience I was having, it was like, it didn't, it didn't never feel held by anything. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't in a place to hold that space for myself, but they were. And that, that's great. I think that that is, it's like sometimes saying, I'm holding space for you feels like a throwaway. And if someone is just saying it and not actually holding the space, then it's definitely a throwaway. But if you can have the experience of people actually doing it, sometimes that's all you need. It's hard for people to hold space. Totally. It's so hard like to not give advice, give an opinion, especially to someone you love, (laughs) you want to help, you know? And I mean, I also even, I think I toe the line on like, do I want space for help for me or do I want advice? Because sometimes I'll go in and I'm like, if all you're going to do is listen to me, I don't have time for this conversation. (laughs) I'm like, fucking help me. I often feel like I'm like, can somebody fucking throw me a bone? You know? And I'm like, I don't need this space held. I need someone to fucking help me out of this situation. Give me a million dollars. Give me the keys to a new apartment. I need something from someone. And I feel like sometimes I'm like, are people just going to hold space for me for the rest of my life? So I can just go like blumber around and like figure out how to do life. And sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. I feel like that's where, that's where like our responsibility comes in to like tell people what we need. Right. And it's different. It's like different in that group setting where like, we all knew what we were there for. Like we all came in with the intention of like, we are going to hold space for each other so that everyone can get their shit out and no one's going to say anything about whatever. But like, if I'm going to a friend and I need them to give me advice, I'm going to be like, well, what do you think? you know (laughs) like so what should I do right oh my gosh I mean I totally struggle to hold space for people I know this because I I I I 
give advice. I give advice. That's something that I've been trying to like do less of. I'm like, nobody asked you, Jay. Like, why are you giving this advice? Sometimes, but people, people often do come to me for advice. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, and sometimes it almost feels wrong to just listen, you know, and you sit and sitting in the silence is some of the most tense fucking experience. Like, but sometimes you have to do it, especially in, in my work, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, this person's about to cry. I want to mm-hmm. talk to them, but I can't. I want to say what I think, but I can't. I want to tell them I've had the same experience, but I can't. And you're just both looking at each other like, oh, she's really going through it. What do I do? Like, am I, do I just let her be like in this turmoil? The answer is yes, but it's hard to do that, to not want to be like, it's okay, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that they're in that moment, because I've definitely had that happen in sessions. And it's not that I feel like it's a, I tell people all the time that like, it's okay to have your experience. Like if what you're processing is really hard and it makes you want to cry, like that's okay. That's okay to cry. Or like, I tell people all the time when I'm if, uh, if I feel that it's relevant to share my experience with them and to kind of like drop that guard for a minute to say like, I had a, a similar experience. This is what happened to me. And this is, you know, where I am now. Most of the time, I don't feel like it's relevant to tell people that when I'm in a session, but I do feel like it's okay to validate whatever they're going through. Totally. I mean, totally. But I think a lot of like, or, or I, I talk about holding space as if this is like something that I intentionally do. And it's not, I'm just really shooting from the hip on this one. Every time I do this, it just happens to be that this is what I'm doing. But a lot of the times I don't want to influence there. I don't mm-hmm. want to say it's okay to cry because then they'll think now I have to cry in front of her. You know, like I don't want, I don't want to have any influence. I just want to let them have their experience. Hopefully at the beginning, at the beginning, I've set the tone, whatever comes up for you is fine. You know, and like we say that when we're setting the space before we even get into it, it's just like, look, shit might come up. And I really, I, I say it like that. I'm like, look, I do this practice, shit gets crazy shit might come up anything that comes up is in normal and fine and great awesome actually it's it's perfect now let's do it and then we do it and I'm just like <laughs> but like I'm going through it watching people go through it but I'm like I'm just gonna watch you and let you go through this and yeah that, I mean that's like um it's a lot it's a lot to experience but I mean I mean it's totally worth it having people hold space for you is a really beautiful thing yeah and I also it's like I don't, we're humans. It's impossible to be perfect space holders. I have had people hold space for me in ways that absolutely touch my soul. And I am so grateful for them. Like I am so grateful for those sessions in which I have felt very held and very safe to laugh and cry and express and talk about literally whatever needs to come out of my mouth. Like I'm so grateful for those experiences and they feel amazing. And I think it's, I think the most amazing thing about it is that I'm like doing it with another human being. Like it's another person on the other end of the experience who like, it may not be perfect. They may have shared their experience. They may have cried too, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it's a really, when you go in with that intention to hold space for someone and it happens it's like really magical yeah I mean I think I'm going to start going in with the intention of holding space more often and I I also I'm like I don't think it's totally fair of us to expect space to be held when we didn't ask for it yeah and I think you know obviously I'm not talking about uh I'm talking about like one-on-one situations or when you're going into an experience where you want to share something vulnerable and like I feel like it is kind of on I feel like it's on me if I'm going into something where I'm like I want someone to hold space for me but I didn't tell them like that's on me I can't expect someone to hold space for me if I didn't tell them that's what I needed right and this comes back to the fight (laughs) yeah asked for me to hold space she asked for a fight exactly such a brat but it is what it is <laughs> I feel like that was great though I feel like we covered so much I mean this actually it changed the way I think about holding space a lot I mean I 
that's a trauma. It was just a full-blown trauma that I had around holding space. So it got to the point where I was like, fuck holding space. That's stupid. Like I just, like it, it was triggering for me to hear the word holding space. And I just think here I am in my shower being accused of not holding space for my, my sassy roommate who literally is in anger management therapy, which I should probably be in that too, but like... <laughs> God, I think I've in the past two years, my anger issues have like they've definitely calmed down. I don't have anger issues. Like I, I used to get really fucking mad at shit. And now I'm kind of like, whatever. <laughs> I'm better about it. It's like I still get I still I feel anger very like I like I'm my hands are loose right now and I know when I'm angry, like everything like tightens up and then the, my whole skin is hot. I like I know the feeling of anger so intimately and it's just like a horrible feeling, but it doesn't come up that often anymore. Thank God. I'm glad. I wonder where it went. That's so weird. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just in a cycle right now and it'll come back. Shh, don't say that. <laughs> it'll probably, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I think maybe I've just like, maybe anger has been transmuted in me and like, it's still anger. It just looks a little different. It's not. Totally. I think that that is the most likely yeah, scenario. I think so too. This was a good conversation. Yeah, Thanks. it was great. You taught me a lot. <laughs> Thanks. You helped shift my perspective out of a trauma. Really? Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad. Usually when we come into these, I'm like, I fucking hate this phrase and it's terrible and it's destroying people. But this one, I was actually like, I, I like really believe in the concept of holding space and I feel like it is a powerful thing to do and to admit that you need. And I hope that it's something, even though hoping is kind of worthless sometimes, it's definitely something I'm going to continue to practice. And if anyone wants to talk about holding space, let us know. Let us know what you think about it, how you do it, how you like space to be held for you, if you ask for it, all that, all the stuff. Like space to be held for you. I think we each have our own ways of holding space for people. Taylor is particularly adept at holding space for me in Reiki and tarot healing sessions, but I also sometimes hold space for people when I unconsciously do it. <laughs> for sure. We're conscious about it now. <laughs> no, I feel like you've definitely held space for me. You have held space for me throughout this entire podcasting process. Are we holding space for each other in this podcast? I think so. I think so. I think so too. I thought about it and I was like, no, it's not holding space. We're like sharing space. But then I was like, no, some there's times, there's times. You, it's like you said, you know, like sometimes I'm holding some space. Sometimes you're holding some space and the balance just kind of, I like how it, it ebbs and flows with us. No one's ever like, there's definitely times when you, I'm like this, you take it away. This is your topic. And then sometimes you're like, Jay, you got this one. And and still the conversation flows. I love that about it. Me too. I really came in here being like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All I have is this one traumatic story. And that's the extent. <laughs> I think that that's like, that's kind of the powerful thing about holding space because the whole time, like, because you've held such safe space for me, like I came into this conversation just fully trusting that you were going to be great and that we were going to have a great conversation and that we were both going to be able to express whatever we needed to and share our ideas. And I feel like that is, that is well-held space. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right, Taylor. You're the best. You're the best. Oh, I love that. Amazing. Should we do what's the vibe? Yeah. Oh my, oh my God. I'm not I, I am actually, I'm so prepared. I was actually going to tell you at the top of the episode, like I've literally known my vibe since the last time we, like since I, the last podcast was out. Oh my gosh. Okay. Say it. I'm ready for your vibe. What's your vibe, Taylor? Okay. It's literally the, I was about to say it's the only good thing on Instagram. I'm not going to say that. I know there's lots of helpful resources on Instagram, but this is definitely up there as one of the best things on Instagram. And I'm- it's, pro it's also probably problematic, but I'm just going to tell you what it is. It is a page called Shia LaBeouf Thirst, and it is a ton of pictures of Shia LaBeouf and videos of Shia LaBeouf. And honestly, just 
I want to send so many blessings to the creator of this page and whoever thought of it and just the person who runs it. Like, I just wish you so many good things. The stories are amazing. And it's just like, I just love Shia LaBeouf. Oh my God. I have a friend who really loves Shia LaBeouf. I'm going to see if she knows this page. It's so good. It's like, it's just amazing. It's like, it's like a Shia LaBeouf fan page, but just like particularly hot pictures of Shia LaBeouf. I love it. I love, I don't, Shia LaBeouf would literally, like, we would never, there's not, there's not a planet on which we would be together, like, ever, you know? Like, it just, we wouldn't vibe. I know we wouldn't. Um, Like, I know we just wouldn't have anything to talk about. And, but Shia LaBeouf is honestly, like, classic, my type. Is Shia LaBeouf your celebrity crunch? Oh, 100%. Mine's Mark Ruffalo. People are so Mark- confused this but I'm in love with him I feel like that makes perfect sense Mark Ruffalo is a nice man this is what I mean by my type like Shia LaBeouf is not a nice man like (laughs) (laughs) I mean as far as I know he doesn't he doesn't seem that nice to me he seems like I don't don't even know he's so he's so mysterious and I like that so okay what is my vibe oh my god I feel okay I've been meditating for an hour every day for the past week my gosh yeah and just all in one sit sometimes I'll meditate medicate (laughs) it is medication sometimes I'll meditate again in the afternoon I've just been waking up in the morning oh oh the clocks turn back and I love that I've been waking up at 5 45 or 4 45 every day and just sitting for an hour-long meditation and I mean sometimes it's harder than other days like it's like it's not easy for me you know but it is like, I'm like, I, I feel great when I sit and I meditate for an hour and I just like, sometimes things come up, sometimes they don't. I've just been breathing into my heart every day and just like letting whatever comes up, come up. And like, sometimes it gets dark and weird, but then like, I'm like, just breathe into your heart again. And then it stops being so dark. And, and then I, when I open my eyes, it's just like the break of dawn. And I'm like, wow, life is beautiful. And this morning, I mean, this is my vibe, morning meditation. But this mm-hmm. morning, because I'm, I'm in the desert. If you've ever seen a desert sunrise, <laughs> the mountains turn pink. It is magical. And I was just walking on. I don't even know if you're allowed to do this, but I was straight up walking on the golf course, which I think that might not be allowed, but I was doing that. I was on the golf course, like walking around the sandboxes and shit, like in the middle of the golf course <laughs> at 6 a.m. And I was just like, oh, it's so beautiful. Everything is so beautiful. It like brought tears to my eyes. And it was a walking meditation. And then I sat in the grass, which I don't know if you're allowed to do either. I don't think you're allowed to like just be up on a golf course if you're not playing golf, but that's what I was doing. I was sitting in the grass. I meditated for an hour. It was beautiful. And that's my vibe. Just hour-long meditations and desert sunrises. That's beautiful. Okay, everybody, leave us a five-star review, please. Your loving reviews that are five stars bump us up in the algorithm and allow people searching for beautiful, fun, informational, spiritual content to find Vibes Revealed. Yes. If you send us, if you send us, or if you give us a five-star review and then send us an email saying that you sent it, we will send you a remedy revealed. And it will be all about the chariot and how to embody the energy of the chariot and work it into your life. Yes. I feel really good about chariot energy. I haven't, I have not pulled the chariot in over a year. I don't think I have either. And I'm really glad that you pulled it today because it's like the second you said it, I was like, revolution is coming. Yes. Yeah. It felt really good. It felt, I was like, Ooh, that was the feeling I wanted to get when I cast my vote. Yeah, I wanted to feel like the chariot. And instead I just felt like, but you know, (laughs) it's okay. We're just, I'm glad I got that feeling today. Me too. I'm really appreciative that you pulled that card and I was able to have that feeling too. And I feel better after this call. Me too. We might hang up the phone and then I'll go straight back into this election fucking anxiety whirlwind. But like, I do feel better. I do too. I'm really glad we got to have this moment together today. And yeah. 
let us know how you are doing out there. Let us know if you need space held and we'll let you know if, if we are uh, good to hold that space for you. Let us know what you need. Let us know what you love. Let us know what your vibe is. You can always tweet at us. We'll literally never tweet, but you can do that. So you can tweet at us at Vibes Revealed. You can find us on Instagram where we haven't been in a bit, but we'll go back um, at Vibes Revealed. And you can always send us an email, vibesrevealedpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Okay. I guess that's it. Yeah. um, I hope, we hope everyone has a beautiful weekend, week life just all of it all of it yeah okay love you bye bye